0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so welcome back, Ranger fans and Avalanche fans. We got a special crossover edition for you guys today. This is John Chick of Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Chris Maselli of Locked On Colorado Avalanche. Chris, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing good, John. Uh, if you hear any background noise, it's just like the late night energy that my cat has. Uh, that so she's go- going around playing with like a lot of my kids' toys in the background. So, uh, I, so it's like another guest that's on the show is my uh, little kitten back there. Well, it's so, a, yeah.
0: it, it's all good, man. You know, my dog makes a cameo every once in a while too. He's actually he's hanging out with my wife right now, but you never know when he'll show up. So yeah, we are
1: yeah. A, uh, a a pet friendly organization over Amen. at Locked On. So yeah.
0: Amen, brother. All right, so I figure I figure uh, we'll just jump right into it here, man. I, I know we talked uh, before we started recording here. I was going to ask you about Patrick Namath. Obviously, he signs with the Rangers in free agency this offseason. He had a couple of different stints with the Avalanche. He was there for two seasons, uh, 2017 and 2018, and then also in 2018-2019. And then he comes back to the team as a rental this past season. And, you know, for those of us that um, may not be all that familiar with Patrick Nemeth, haven't gotten to see him play a whole lot. Uh, what can you tell us about him, man? What, what kind of a defenseman are we getting here?
1: So the thing with Nemeth is, uh, you know, it wasn't the best go-around his second time through Colorado. That doesn't mean that he's not capable. Uh, and, and, and a good defenseman, he's not going to, you know, wow you. Uh, he's not going to take over games in a defensive end. He, he's, he's long past that. Uh, when the Avalanche had him the first time around, yeah, it was what, seventeen eighteen. I think he said it was. That sounds about yeah, right. yeah, um, yep, seventeen eighteen. Yep. You know, he was he was more involved, uh, but still not that guy that you're relying on. Very good uh, penalty killer. So okay. that you know, if that's something that you were in need of, uh, he can bring that to you. His physicality is fine. That that's not really a, a big issue. It's not really his game that much. Um, but he's just like a a, a reliable body out there. He's a, he's a good depth defenseman. Um, for it didn't work out for Colorado the second time through when they acquired him at the trade deadline. I don't know if just that you know, because the Avalanche play a fast game, yeah, and that's not his style. So, right. I don't know if over the course of those few years where he, you know, uh, didn't play for them. If he just got a step slower and couldn't keep up with the young bucks of the avalanche, uh, because it it showed it really showed in in the postseason, uh, or was it just something where because it was a change of scenery and a change of of, uh, style of play, and because it was a shortened season, that he didn't have enough time to really kind of get back in the flow with how the avalanche play? That is a possibility, but I don't think uh, you know having a longer time with the Avs last year really would have changed anything. He, he made some really, really bad plays in the postseason, uh, and, and ones that he was not under duress. It was just him in the puck uh, and made some silly turnovers. So I don't know. I, it, it was odd because we were happy to get him back. I can tell you that. Yeah, fans, yeah. When, when, when the When the deal went down, they're like, okay, you know, he's familiar with the system. We know what we're going to get with him. And it just seemed like it was a completely different player. Um, you know, but I I think it's, if, if, if the Rangers needed some, some depth on the D side, it's not a horrible signing.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's basically what this was. I think for the most part, you know, the Rangers in general on their blue line, they're an extremely young team. I mean, Adam Fox, Ryan lingering, Ke'Andre Miller. These guys are all like in the 21, 22, 23 year old range. Uh, Jacob Truba, a little bit older, 27. But, uh, you know, Namath, he's going to be the oldest Ranger defenseman in the opening night roster, unless there's some Mm -hmm. move that they're going to make that I haven't thought of yet. So I'm just kind of wondering, man, like, I mean, I I know he didn't spend a ton of time there. And obviously, uh, just a very short amount of time with this most recent stint, his second of two stints with the Avalanche. But, I mean, is he somebody that, you know, at the age of 29, can he kind of be the elder statesman of the blue line? Do you see him like kind of in a little bit of a leader role, a little bit of a big brother role for some of these young Ranger defensemen that they have? I mean, any any kind of light that you can shine on his personality there at all?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. and I think he's okay doing that. You know, he yeah. he knows he knows his limitations and he knows what he can and what he cannot do. Uh so I do. I think, you know, and yeah, we're we're you know, I don't want to make it sound like he's on the downside of his career, but yeah, he's approaching 30, so um he, and being that like you said, like he's kind of like the elder statesman on that team. I don't think he would have any problem doing that taking some young guys like under his wing and showing them uh the the right way to play kind of just assisting them in their early years I think he'd be fine doing that especially in like I said where where he is going to uh be good for you guys is, is on the penalty kill. He's very very good on that and and that's the one area where as much as he struggled on the Avalanche this time around uh he was always out there for the penalty kill. So yeah, I think um yeah, the Rangers got, you know, some young players like, you know, like every team does. Uh, they definitely can learn from him. He's one of those guys where, you know, you could see him when his career is over being a coach in some aspect. I, that wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, he, he he's like I said, he knows his limitations, what he can and can't do. And uh, he can definitely help some guys in that team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think like in a nutshell, you know, maybe one way that you can describe Namath is he kind of seems to have a limited ceiling. I mean, I wouldn't expect all-star level of production from him just completely yeah. out of nowhere for this upcoming season, but also a pretty safe floor. I mean, to your point there, Chris, it sounds like he's somebody who just steady pair of hands, know, knows what he's doing out there and can kind of take on that leadership role if he needs to. Yeah. Um,
1: and doesn't yeah, cause I, problems. He, he's, he's good in yeah. the locker room. You know, you're never going to hear from him in, in the media or anything like that. He's got a good head on his shoulders.
0: Well, that's good to know, too. Um, I did want to ask about the contract. The Rangers gave him three years, seven and a half million dollars total. Uh, is that too much from the Rangers? Does he deserve more? Does that sound about right to you? I mean, for me, it sounded like it was just about right. When, when I heard that they were going after, you know, a veteran defenseman this offseason, I had a feeling they'd bring in somebody uh, in the vein of Patrick Namath, probably around like, you know, a two or three year deal, just kind of a little bit of a stopgap option. So, I mean, does that contract sound about right to you as far as uh, what he deserves to get?
1: It was at what two point five? That is? oh no, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, two two point five a year, yeah, yeah,
1: per year. Yep, that that's good. That that's not yeah. bad. Um, yeah. you know, because of his, uh, you know, how long he's been in the the league, he he's not going to get you know less than that. Um, I don't, I wouldn't really go much more than that if he was going to get anything over three that i think would be overpaying so yeah i think in the two to two and a half range is is where he is and that's exactly what he got so and term is not bad it's a three-year deal so uh there's really not a ton of downside because they're not relying on him to be a top pairing guy and i think they know that so i think overall it's it's a it's a good depth D signing by the rangers All right. But before we continue, let us hear from rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rockauto It is a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. In there, how did you hear about us section? So they know that we sent you to them amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I know we were uh, we were actually messaging each other a little bit on Twitter. I know we both wanted to talk about Henrik Lundqvist a little bit. Of course, uh, mm. the news the new still fresh that he announced his retirement. And, you know, there have actually been rumors. You know, the Rangers were obviously going to buy him out after, um, you know, not this past season, but the one before it. And, you know, where is he going to go? Is Henrik Lundqvist going to go to uh, the Capitals? Or, you know, I mean, I can't even remember all the teams that were out there. But I know the mm. Avalanche were definitely one of them. And you were open to the idea I mean, what can you say about Henrik Lundqvist, man? Because I, I know you've been a fan from afar uh, for quite some time now.
1: Uh, just oh, anything
0: man. that comes to your mind when you think of Henrik Lundqvist? Go for it, man.
1: I I would have taken him in a New York minute on the Avalanche, yeah. and it would have yeah. been for selfish reasons because I solely want to own an Avalanche jersey with Lundqvist on the back. Uh, that's it, just a. It, it would have been a match made in heaven. I think logistically uh, on the ice and personally because I absolutely love that guy and yeah the Rangers are my East Coast team if you want to have a West and East Coast team I grew up watching them because my dad was a Ranger fan and um, yeah they they he was like we're talking about Nemeth how he's not a problem in the locker room or anything like that, that was Longfist and being in that that market um, you're you know you're always being watched. And he yeah. and he just went about his business the right way. He showed up, he played uh, you know, in in the most important games, um, and they relied on him for so long. And man, it just killed me. Like I, I so wanted him to to win one, of course, with the Rangers, but you know, in avalanche circles, it was well, if the Rangers are out of it, uh, you know, bring them on over and let's have a a a Ray Bork you know, version 2.0, if we can make sure. that happen for him, you know? So yeah. um, I, I, I don't know how serious they were um, about trying to attain him because they did need some goalie help. But um, I, I, I don't know. It didn't, you know, he signed with uh, Washington in the offseason free agent. So I don't know how the serious the Rangers were about moving him. Maybe you obviously you probably know more about than I do if they were really going to trade him. But if they were, I, I, I'm, I could almost guarantee that Joe Sackick was on the phone maybe trying to get something for him because uh, it probably wouldn't have taken that much, but I think the, the contract was a, a problem in trying to trade him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he had a no-move clause to begin with, and I think, you know, part of the issue there would have been the Avalanche or any team that traded for Lundqvist, they would have been picking him up, not just for, you know, that last year that he was with the Rangers, but also one season in addition to that, which, on one hand, I mean, maybe go ahead and do it, because of Tenrick Lundqvist, he'd be a good influence in the locker room. He can step in there when you need him to, to play. I realize he obviously wasn't in his prime anymore, but I would imagine he would have been one of the more uh, reliable backup goalies in the league. And then, of course, um... You know, it's tough. You know, you mentioned the Stanley Cup, and it, it's just so bittersweet that, you know, his career has come to an end here, and he only ever played with the New York Rangers. And on one hand, that's awesome. But on the other hand, that kind of sucks because he was bought out by the Rangers. He signed with the Capitals. He fully intended to uh, continue his hockey career. And, you know, yeah. because of his heart, he's he's just not going to be able to do that now. And, yeah, you, you know, you let yourself dream as a Ranger fan. You, you come up with all these crazy scenarios of, Maybe he wins a a Stanley Cup with the Capitals. I mean, that's not my first choice of teams that I'd like to see him (laughs) win one with. Right. But you know what? It's <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist, so I'll still root for him. And, you know, maybe he goes to the Avalanche uh, for this upcoming season and he wins a cup there as the backup. Or You know, Tama Bay, I believe Curtis McElhenny is no longer in the team. So he could go there and be the backup and, you know, just back up Andre Vesilevsky and, and step in every now and then and have a chance there. Or maybe he comes back to the Rangers. You know, you come up with all these yeah. crazy scenarios. Maybe he could have come back to the Rangers for one more year and the Rangers could give him the proper sendoff that he didn't get. Uh, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough to yeah, see him, I, you know. Yeah. You know, go
1: ahead. I, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. Like, you just – guys like him that are, you know, in their prime, the best player in the league, easily the best goalie in the league, um, you just assume they're going to win one at some point. You know, when he when he has – you know, he, when he's halfway through his career, when he's six, seven years into his career and, and he hasn't won one yet, you just assume because they're so good – that they're going to win one. And this yep. is just proof positive that it, it's it's not a guarantee. It's easier said than done. And, yeah, sometimes the best guys in the league, as unfair as it is, uh, don't get one. And that's why I think everybody was kind of rooting for Ovechkin. If they didn't have a rooting interest, they were kind of rooting for him a few years ago because he would have gone down as one of the top players ever, uh, and, and he would not have a cup. But he's got the one. It's out of the way. That monkey's off his back. And that never happened for Lungfist. So I I feel horrible for him that it didn't happen. Clearly it would have been great to to happen in a a Rangers uniform. And if that wasn't the case, like you're saying, go wherever you want to go and win one, as long as you can win one, in in the end, in your twilight of your career. But that didn't happen either. So that's why when you do win it, you got to savor it because it's no guarantee you're going to get back there again, especially in the sport of hockey.
0: Yeah. You know, you make an interesting point. You kind of just assume that a great player is eventually just going to, you know, the cream's going to rise to the top, so right. to speak, yep. and you're going to win the Stanley cup. And, you know, you have that feeling with Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, as far as like great players, you know, Jerome Ginla always comes to mind. Right. He was very, very close with the flames and, you know, he kind of did the whole, I don't want to say farewell tour, but, you know, he was kind of just signing one year and two year deals with a couple of random teams toward the end and, and trying to hope that he could get on a great team and win the Stanley cup. And it just doesn't happen. And, I think Joe Thornton is a great example right now. Of course, he's going to be back. uh, He's going to be with the Panthers this year. And, hey, man, everything else being equal, like if the Rangers get eliminated at some point in the playoffs or they don't make it to the playoffs, then give me Joe Thornton winning a Stanley Cup. Because, you know, Chris, to your point, I think, you know, eventually you just want to see a great player have that moment and be honored. And, you know, Ray Bork is a great example as well. You know, obviously winning the cup in his last season with the Avalanche there.
1: Yeah. And, And you look at what's going on in the NBA, Carmelo Anthony is doing that. He, he yeah. signed with the Lakers because, you know, he's only got a few years left, and he wants to win one. So a lot of people are kind of jumping on him for that. I like when guys are at that age, and you know, they only have a few left, and that's the one thing they have left to do. Let them go where they want to go. I don't, um, I don't I'm completely
0: that. with you. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, I figure you know to kind of shift gears a little bit here. I did want to ask you a little bit about you know what the Avalanche did this off season, and I think the biggest thing that they did. Uh, I was getting a little dicey there with Gabriel Landis Cog. You know, and, and is he going to be here? Is he going to leave? But he gets the eight-year, fifty-six million-dollar deal. Were you nervous, or did you think that this was going to happen all along that they would bring him back?
1: I was starting to teeter on being nervous. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't for for I, I'm going to say like ninety percent of it. And then it was uh, the night before uh, free agency was set to begin. Uh and, and they that's when they got the deal done. It was like in the eleventh hour. Um, and it happened. But all signs were pointing towards him going to free agency. I, I wasn't uh I think I would have gotten more nervous if that day came where he was officially on the market. I still think, you know, he, he might have circled back to the avalanche eventually. Um, but I wasn't gonna get nervous until that moment happened when you know the clock struck noon. And they, you know, free agency was open for business, but, um, this is Joe Sackett getting, getting things done. Like he knows what he needs to bring in. He has, uh, a, a line that he is not going to cross when it comes to any player, your captain included. And, um, the, 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 the consensus was Landis was asking for an astronomical amount of money. I don't think that was ever really confirmed. Um, I think the main thing was the term. And everything Joe Sackick is doing right now is based around, no matter who he's signing, is based around term because he doesn't want to have a lot of money locked up because in two years Nathan McKinnon is up for unrestricted free agency and he's going to throw everything he has at him. So he wants to make sure he is completely set up uh, and you go look at the Avalanche, um, Saturday, if you go to their cap friendly page, there's not a lot of contracts after two years. There's, you know, your big guys, you're, you got Rantanen, McCarr, uh, now Landeskog, uh, Sam Girard is, and Devon Taves is, and that's it really, if you're not counting ELCs, uh, because he is said he, he wants no if, ands or buts about where he stands when McKinnon's contract is up, um. But I think it was gonna be uh in addition to not wanting to give it a long term, um, you know, at the end of this, he's gonna be 36 years old. So do, did they wanna be paying uh 35, 36 year old eight million plus um for someone that plays a game that is a a physical, physical game. That is Gabe Landisag's game. Uh he he is a you know, camp in front of the net and redirect pucks and mix it up with the big boys um when will that start to affect you know his his game and um will he get injured does he have to change his style of play because he's getting injured too much and he's getting a little bit older so i think they were worried about giving him uh the full eight years but in the end i think he you know he just thought this is this is our guy we got to. We got to ride with them and we'll cross that bridge, you know, if we have to come to it. So that's why the first, I think the first four years are no trade clause. And then the last four are limited. So they kind of left themselves open for if it's not working out in the end, then we'll have those conversations about moving you if we need to, but we're not going to worry about it right now. So, before we go any further, let us hear from Built Bar and Bed Online. And with Built Bar, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. And when you talk to your Built Bar fan, they definitely have their favorites. And you can choose yours between flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Cookies and cream, German chocolate, and then those always limited edition flavors. If you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of nine flavors mixed in. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off of your order. That promo code, once again, is LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, and it is that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron. To start the football season and as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and now you will receive a 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded. That's up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100 bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action from football to basketball to boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season bet your online sports book experts and that promo code you can use is locked on
0: yeah that makes sense and I I think you know I I can definitely relate to pretty much everything you just said there Chris because there was Mm. a something going on with Pavel Buchnevich in this offseason where he was a restricted free agent for the Rangers. And they end up trading him to the St. Louis Blues in exchange for Sammy Blay in a second round draft pick. And, you know, Buchnevich ends up signing a new deal with the Blues. He's going to be getting $5.8 million annually over the next four years. And I know that a lot of Ranger fans were really upset by that move. You know, what are we doing? That's not enough for Pavel Buchnevich and this, that and the other thing. And I totally get it because I really like Pavel Buchnevich. He's been here for half a decade. He's, he's somebody that's gotten better with every single passing season. But, you know, cold hard fact of the NHL and really any sport is that you can't keep everybody, especially in the NHL when the salary cap is as tight as it is. And, you know, you mentioned with the Avalanche, they're going to eventually have to, you know, re-sign Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon along with a couple of other players. And with the Rangers, it's kind of the same deal. I mean, eventually you're going to need that money to pay Adam Fox. You're going to need that money. I mean, yeah. they just re-signed Igor Shesterkin, so they're good there. But you're going to need that money for Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, Keandre Miller, whoever it might be. And not to sound cold about the whole thing, but these players are more important to the Ranger future than Pavel Buchnevich is. But, you know, just hearing you talk about all that, man, you know, it just kind of reminded me of that situation. It was really tough to say goodbye to Buchnevich, but I think it's just kind of a necessary evil uh, in professional sports, you know.
1: Now what is, because Adam Fox has one year left, correct?
0: One year left on, on his entry level deal, and then they're gonna have to pay him. Uh, probably so, something similar to what your guy, Kale McCarr got
1: there. I know. was gonna say because you know, a yeah. lot of these defenders got, you know, in between nine and ten, you gotta think he, he's in the mix for that amount, right?
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. And I mean he yeah. just won the Norris, and that's right. just more ammunition for his camp as, as far as you know how much he deserves to be paid annually. Um, you know, I know Kale McCarr was in the running for that, and it's funny, man, because you know, going into that. I mean, you could really have made a case for any of the three of them—Fox, McCar, or Victor Hedman—and of yeah. course, I want to see Fox win And I'm all excited, and then he wins it, and I'm pumped, and you know, I get to talk about it on the show and everything like that. But then at the same time, you realize, oh crap, he just won the <laughs> Norris, and, and we're gonna have to pay this guy like like a Norris Trophy-winning defenseman. So you know, I mean, it's it's yep. kind of a little bit of a little bit of take and give there, I suppose.
1: Yeah, no, I think he he set himself up uh, rather nicely, and he he is. He is a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you that, man. I, I, Adam Fox is, I don't have, and I say, I say this on my show. Um, last week I was talking about like, I don't have like favorite players anymore. Uh, just, just be like, I root for my team. I don't care who plays on my team, I root for my team. Uh, but guys like, you know, Kale McCarr, the way he plays and what, like, he is becoming a, having the title of a favorite player of mine. Um, and I, I like, I, outside of avalanche games, I watch ranger games more than any other team, but, um, Adam Fox is that kind of player. Like, man, like he, if I was a, a, I guess a full-time ranger fan, (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh, he, he probably would be like a, a quote unquote favorite player of mine because he's young, he's energetic and he, God, he can play. He's fun to watch
0: yeah absolutely i mean he's basically just the prototypical young defenseman that you would want on your team and it's Mm. funny uh what i picked up on something there where you say you don't really have quote-unquote favorite players anymore i feel like i'm starting to get into that territory too i mean i do but i don't i mean i remember like pre like because i have to come out here and be objective i can't be like well this guy's my favorite player so i can't say anything bad about him or oh i don't like this guy so i'm gonna trash him or anything like that right but um Yeah, you know, I mean, back in the – I wouldn't even say back in the day. It wasn't that long ago. But, you know, Derek Broussard, I always, like, talk about him. And, um, you know, he he was my favorite player when he was on the Rangers, and I've always been kind of campaigning for a reunion. Maybe not so much now because the Rangers up here set at center for this upcoming season. But, yeah, Yeah. I can definitely relate to that, man. I mean, you have some of your favorite players, but you don't at the same time, you know?
1: It's like – and I – feel that way because just the way sports are right now with just free agency and players moving around so much you know i hate to say it but there's not a lot of loyalty anymore and and i get it i mean you're gonna go cash in when you can cash in um you know and and growing up a a broncos fan uh you know having john elway you know spending one or his career with one team you don't see that a lot anymore so it's tough to get attached to a guy because the likelihood of be him being out the door is pretty high, so it, you know that's why I don't get too attached to to players. Um, and it, you know, going back to Broncos stuff, like it kind of started with uh, Tim Tebow, <laughs> and <laughs> and and people were asking me like, "Oh, what do you think of Tebow?" And I'm like, "I don't care. I like, it, it is, if he's if he's winning games, that's fine. I don't care who's taking snaps. Uh, it doesn't matter to me if if the Broncos have more points than the other team." At the end of the game, I'm good with that, and it's the same with the Avalanche. Uh, clearly, you want your superstars like you know uh, McCar and, and uh, McKinnon to stay as long as humanly possible, I'm not saying you're, you're just saying like, oh, well, I don't care who's on the team. sign whoever. You want the the superstars on your team, but it's always in the back of your mind that that they could walk, and I'm very yeah. cognizant of that.
0: It's funny not to like change sports in the middle of the episode here, but uh, you know, so one way or another, I'm a 49er fan. It
1: took me okay. at least
0: like 50 episodes of Locked On Rangers to disclose that fact. To, to. admit that, <laughs> yeah, exactly, because everybody probably just thinks Giants or Jets, right? It's got to right, be one exactly. or the other. But right. but um, but no, like so you know, growing up, you know the Ra- the Niners, excuse me, they were very very good, and then you know they kind of got old all at the same time there, and they had to rebuild, and you know Jerry Rice's contract was up. And, you know, i was a huge Jerry Rice fan. He was my favorite, play- favorite player growing up.
1: Yeah. And, you know,
0: we're going to rebuild and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, all right, but Jerry Rice isn't going to leave. Like, he's going to be here. And then, no, he signs with the Oakland Raiders instead. And it's one of those things that just kind of makes you grow up a little bit. And it makes you realize, like, wow, yeah, nobody is untouchable in professional yeah, sports. There's no. there's no guarantee that any player, no matter how great they are, is going to spend their entire career with just one team, and that then when it yeah. actually does happen, it's just all the more special, like with Henrik Lunquist being a prime recent example there exactly yeah. look, look
1: at Joe Montana I mean nobody thought yeah. he was ever going to leave San Francisco there so do you, do you know where uh what team Jerry Rice technically retired with? I mean, I know he signed the three the three day contractor. So,
0: he went from he was on the Niners. He went to the Raiders. He went to the Seahawks, and then he went to the Broncos. Even though he yeah. never played a snap for them, but yes, no. he technically was a Bronco when he retired. His, I had his, to talk re- my way through it, but yeah. Yes,
1: his retirement press conference is with a Denver Broncos backdrop. I love yep. that. So <laughs> weird, man. It yeah, you're Jerry
0: Rice jersey. Yeah, I should. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go.
1: All right, and that is where we will end it for today with John and I. We have uh, part two, which is the final part coming up tomorrow where we get a little bit more into what's going on with the avalanche and the Rangers and what's expected of them next season. So uh, definitely tune in for that. That'll be out tomorrow and that's going to be it for today. So thank you for tuning in everybody and we'll see everyone tomorrow. Here's Jovi.
0: Go abs go.